So this podcast is recorded in a house with animals. The kittens are asleep. They won't be attacking anytime soon. But it's daylight, and Ninja may very well decide to make some noise. The other thing is we swear a lot. This is not uncommon and why we have to use the explicit tag, and that may be doubly so because it is a Dino episode. Just saying. Uh, All things being equal then, hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 162. I am doing a brief intro this week because it's sort of break time, and so I'm going to give you mostly um, a two-part interview with Dino, one this Week one next week, second half next week, on uh, pandemic cooking and prep work. So there's that. The thing I do want to say, though, is, one, we have a wiki, and I've got it linked in the show notes. It's over on, on you know, Wikia, the fandom wiki place. And it was pretty cool of someone to have set that up before I even thought about doing it last week. And also, uh, number two, I had a someone write in to ask about... Uh, education, like now that the kids are home and it looks like the first part of the school year is going to be distance learning, um, do we have any suggestions for where to start to get organized and not maybe chaotically uh, flying by the seat of the pants through the day? So I want to have a better answer than what I would give, and I want everybody's input. So if you could please email in some of your suggestions on how to start getting organized, and maybe we can have some answers in about two weeks for Jen. Thank you, Jen, for writing in, by the way. And I'm doing this early because I don't think you want to wait until October, which is when I've scheduled the next letter show. That's a little late in. So I'm going to continue the summer break with two episodes of Dino. I want you folks out there to write in and tell me about... Um, how you would say start getting organized if you had, say, three kids at home of varying ages who are now suddenly distance learning. Uh, We would love that, and I look forward to hearing from you. So, without further ado, we will have Dino right after this. It is that time again. I I do not know if this is going to be one episode, three episodes, 25 episodes spread out across the next two years yet, but Dino's here. And we're in the middle of the plague, so this is going to be interesting. Um, Dude, how you holding up? You froze. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, cool. You unfroze, yeah. So how you holding up? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Did you get through your intro? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so what with everyone being quarantined and whatnot, um, uh-huh. it's it's almost like um, 
you know that moment where you've been training all your life for it? Yeah. And then you're just like, it is my time to shine. <laughs> I've heard that a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking shut-in at the best of times. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's the same as it was before, only fewer visitors. Fewer visits. And like, what the reasons I would leave my house is to go to work in the morning and then come back at night. Or sometimes the boyfriend would want to spend time after work, so I'd go over to his place and then come back home. Mm-hmm. Or... Sometimes it would be a really stressful Friday. I'm I'm not making this up. It would be a really stressful Friday and I needed to de-stress. So I'd go to Target and look at all the pretty things on the shelves. Oh, God. That's <laughs> – no. I, okay, here's the sad thing. When I really need to de-stress, I'll go hang out in Office Depot or in Office Max. I, I get oh. it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Staples. Yeah, so- oh, my God. Staples. <laughs> You don't want to know how much time I've spent at Staples wandering their aisles looking at stationery. Oh, yeah. Just like, I want you, and I want you, and I want you. Or uh, or the hanging out in the planner section, like, right around November when the new planners start coming out. I'm just like, ooh. I'm eyeballing them. Yep. Yep. Ooh, is there anything new? Oh, nope. Seen this one before. Seen this one before. Yep. And then the disappointment. Yeah. 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 Although, I'm spending more time with the chickens now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 Um, and they, don't uh, talk about they, they, well, I mean, <laughs> you, have you not, you, you, you're, you're not Twittering, so you don't see my daily chicken photos. Um, and the fabulous Houdan brothers, mm-hmm. uh, who are, uh, modeled Houdans and they are Muppets on legs. I mean, <laughs> yes, I, uh- uh, and and adding to that, they're idiots. Oh, okay. So, Sergey, hi. Please don't pause anything. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Is that a cat pun there? Yeah, that was that was that was Sergey coming by. Um, nobody, no. <laughs> I'll throw you out too. I already threw out the orange for just the same behavior. Um, but uh, uh, they, as far as chickens go, they they make different noises than every other chicken. That we've got. Okay. They, when uh, Ninja, who thinks it is the most fun to chase them around, so he'll like come up on them. He's the dominant rooster in that pen. Right. And they, they just run yelling about it. And then when they see each other again, they cluck at each other and it's like, bro, 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 oh. bro, bro, oh. bro. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, Ninja's not the incel chicken, right? The the incel chicken? Yeah, the one that keeps trying to like rub up on uh, the other hens and just not having it. Uh, no, no. Uh, that was <laughs> um, that particular rooster uh, took an Arctic voyage. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and is no longer with us. Okay. Um, I would like to say that he 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 had a successful voyage. Oh, okay. And um, was uh, uh, and and helped provide for the family through this sure. time of great despair. <laughs> <laughs> like here we are going grocery shopping. You're like, I'll just go to the front yard and pick up some eggs. Uh, you, oh my god, I have like forty some eggs in the fridge right now. Good lord, I have eleven laying hens and four roosters. Okay. Yeah. So I, this is pretty severe. Yeah, this is well, no, this is normal. 
Like, oh, okay. they're not producing extra. We're giving them to neighbors because we can't eat okay. them fast enough. Normally, it might be like, you know, I'll go to the one restaurant and be like, here, have eggs. I can guarantee they're free range and all that stuff. And they're like, cool, eggs. Um, uh, but now it's like, uh, you know, the neighbors have to put up with a rooster crowing all damn day. Yeah. So I'll give them, you know, here, here's a dozen eggs. Thank you for not calling Killing the police up. on me a, a noise complaint or something. <laughs> But then your nearest neighbors are, like, really far away, aren't they? Yeah, they are, but uh, I have walked up to the end of the street, and you can still hear Ninja go. Ninja is a loud boy, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Lorge, not so much. Lorge is the rooster emeritus, and he now has his own pen with oh, nice. uh, with with the three – his three favorite hens, and they're just having a grand time. Oh, he has a harem. He has a harem. Well, he's a rooster. Of course he has a harem. Of course he does, yeah. He's, he's also possibly the biggest jam chicken I've seen in my life outside of a, a Brahma giant. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, the Brahmas. They're great. I wish I could have one. But um, Ursula said something about a chicken that is as tall, like comes up to her waist, is not the kind of bird we want to have around. No. No, no. apparently, yeah. Tiny little modern-day dinosaurs that are coming up to your waist is not a good idea. Uh, and But they're not – that's the thing. The Brahmas, uh, as with most giant breeds, aren't very bright. Their okay. brain doesn't grow proportionally with the rest of them apparently. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. And I mean I thought I'd seen Stupid with the two Jersey Giants and then I got the Houdan brothers. And I'm like, okay, so chickens can get stupider. <laughs> <laughs> So, because I've been staying at home all this time, yeah. um, I, I've sort of had to, like, um, I'm not getting to delivery anymore because I live in a neighborhood with a lot of elderly people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Compromised people and people with disabilities. I'd rather let them have a crack at that delivery because for them, it's a lot more of a pain in the ass to first off get out of the house, oh, much yeah. less oh, yeah. keep themselves safe from getting infected. Um I'm relatively healthy. If, you know, God forbid something happens, like I'll, I'll probably be able to shake it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so I'd rather go to the store myself. So I'm trying to limit that to like maybe once a week ish. Yep. Um, which I'm not used to doing because, um, I'm one person. So what I tend to do is that I'll run by the grocery store every couple of days, see what looks good, pick that up, cook it up, do the thing. Now I'm kind of like, shit, I have to buy a full week's worth of groceries at once. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, um, there's certain, there's very few things that I'm brand specific about. Um, one of them is potato chips. It has to be laser or nothing. Oh, hell yeah. I, I don't do the off brand ones. Um, if it's pretzels, it has to be the Utz pretzels. Yep. Nope. I'm with you. <laughs> nope. Um, and, and so, so there's certain very specific things that I'm brand loyal to. Everything else, I don't really care. It's like whatever's on sale, I'll get that thing. Um, and I'm same. I'm the same way with vegetables, is because um, I grew up poor for such a long time and spent uh, such a long part of my life poor that like I'll buy whatever's cheap. I'll buy that one dollar bag from the manager special. Yeah. Well, Still, Shepherd, um, who's staying with us through the duration. Um, Shepard and Liz, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Shepard's yurt isn't ready. Um, right. and Liz is an asthmatic who lives alone. So no. yeah. Um, but, uh, Shepard was at the grocery store and saw bunches of asparagus uh-huh. and it was like, 
asparagus. Oh my god, asparagus. Uh no one's <laughs> buying for whatever reason. No one's really big on the fresh on the fresh veg. I mean, sure. the stuff is coming in, so like lunch today was grilled corn on the cob and grilled asparagus. Sounds kind of awesome. Because we had it. Because we can right. get it. Uh, because everybody's right. like I need, you know, I need the bread, I need the chips, I need mm-hmm. um uh the chicken Peanut nuggets, butter. tater tots. Right. Yeah. Right. Um a lot of low effort stuff going on that yeah which i can't blame them for because when i'm in about a depression which i'm not right now because that's why i'm cooking so much is like yeah. i'm fucking happy this is like <laughs> this is my jam here so like the depression has not even had a chance to rear its ugly head thank god um and the sun's coming out a lot earlier and staying out a lot longer so oh, like yeah. the seasonal effective's not hitting but like I know more than one person who's lost their job through this whole thing. And it's like, they're too depressed to even get out of bed. So it's like, need something very, very low effort to just kind uh-huh. of tide uh-huh. me through this thing. Um, which I, I completely understand. Like, that's literally what I do when I'm depressed is like, we're talking like peanut butter and jelly or yep. like fucking tater tots in the air fryer or uh-huh. like, you know, like stupid low effort, low, low nutrition, whatever, but who gives a shit? You have to just put something in your mouth so that, you know, fade away. Um, also, I, so I, I still guess- have to thank you for the fucking air fryer recommendation. Yes. <laughs> that thing is fucking amazing. I love that air fryer. Oh, it's I love really, it. really good. Yeah. Um, it's so, oh, I, I will put the offer out there. Um, mm-hmm. If your listeners are um, faced with a vegetable that they don't know quite what to do with, um, Email me and um, I'll set you up with a couple of recipes, give you a couple of options um, based on whatever else you have lying around. I'm usually going to assume that you have like basic oil and some basic spices. Um, if you tell me I don't have oil or any spices, I don't know what to tell you. It's like <laughs> I'm probably going to be like throw some garlic at it and hope that fixes it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, Just – but, Put it in the um, oven yeah, for 30 minutes on 500 degrees. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it, it's fine. Um, but what I've been noticing is that the ve- the vegetables I can find in the store, like you said, like are mm-hmm. weird. They're not the normal stuff that I can find on a day-to-day basis because the regular stuff's already picked over. It's already yeah. gone. Yeah. Like I haven't found cucumbers um, outside of the Egyptian um, uh, grocery store mm-hmm. for weeks because obviously the Egyptian grocery store, they're going to have masses of cucumbers at all times oh yeah i have the good like skinny small jordan cucumbers Mm -hmm. and i'm making gestures with my hands because of course your listeners can see this Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a jersey thing that we talk with our hands oh yeah so um i'm finding myself um getting very creative now because it's like I wouldn't normally buy this thing, but here it is, and it's relatively cheap because apparently nobody else knows what to do with it either. So let me just make this into something and see where it takes me. Um, so yeah, uh, my email is um, altveg at me dot com. Um, if anyone has any like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this, or my husband got this at the store and I don't know what he was thinking. He must have just been in panic mode because he's like, need to get in, need to get out, need to get in, need to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had that with uh, Jerusalem artichokes a couple weeks ago, actually. They're delicious, aren't they? Oh, I love them, and I'd done them before, but Shepard's like, I don't know what to do with this. And I'm like, peel it, chop it up, pan roast it with 
That's the it. beats and the yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It'll be fine. It'll you'll be fine. Um, and uh, so if 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 anyone's sort of stuck and they're just like, I have here, I have these staples already. Um, I have some basic spices. I have some basic um, oils, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this vegetable, and I don't quite know what to do with it. Um, hit me up. I'll I'll hook you up with something, um, and probably I'll post it on my blog or something to share the wealth. You know, in case anybody else is facing the same issue. Um, and, and so, like that's that's been the biggest challenge right now is the grocery shopping because it's like I used to be able to just wander to the grocery store that's like four blocks down the street um, mm-hmm. down the street from where I live, um, and then just pick up everything there and just get it over with. If for some unforeseen reason I was leaving the house, usually I'd just put it on my phone, have someone deliver it. Right. Uh, right, right. Um, but now I fit, uh, that the grocery store that's a few blocks down from my house is the white people grocery store. So that one's always packed. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> because the white people apparently are scared of ethnic markets. And, uh, uh, the- with hundreds of um in my neighborhood alone i i just have to walk a little bit further mm-hmm. but they're all like i have a line of indian markets on one block um i have the filipino markets the next block down um i have all the egyptian markets that are going you know in the other side of that that white people grocery store i have another bunch of like middle easternish markets that are near the subway so it's like i have a ton of options and mm-hmm. i realized i can't go to the white people store right now because they don't have shit no, and and white people don't understand. I'm saying this as a white person. Yes, yes. White, white people do not still don't understand social distancing. Correct. It's, They're a little bit too up in each other's grill right now. Gives me gives me the hives. Like exactly. even just going to get my pickup at the grocery store and watching people in line, and I'm like, y'all need to stop. Y'all need to step back. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that lady who had the face mask um, with a bunch of dicks all over it? Um, because uh, no. she was like, if you can see the dicks on my mask, you're to the fuck close. <laughs> well, it's it's the people who aren't even wearing masks. Right. It's like, okay, guys, come on now. Let's, let's, no, wear, wear a mask. Right. Please. And Anything. just to clarify, mm-hmm. um, wearing a mask is not going to protect you from the virus because... Right. Uh, Unless it's that good N95 mask, which hopefully, if you're able to get your hands on, you give to a local hospital because they desperately need it, especially yep. in places like New York and New Jersey, where oh, yeah. the doctors are being told you have to you have three masks to use for the entire week, um, so you're going to be reusing them all the time. Uh, but, but if it's like those cloth homemade masks or like the surgical mask or whatever, that's just to prevent your shit from getting outside. Yeah, and. At this point, it's not even really going to protect that all that much either because the virus is still going to go through those filters. It's not fine enough. Right. Um, it's mainly a reminder to yourself, don't touch your face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Well, and it is prime pollen season here. Yeah. So for some of us, it is also a, oh, good, now I can breathe because it will catch pollen. And, uh, like when, when the trees started spooging, sorry, folks, when the trees start, yeah. Um, we were constantly playing the game. Other people are, I've made this joke before. I know of, is it the Rona or is it hay fever? And it's like, (laughs) my eyes are itching. Therefore it's the hay fever. Um, uh, or I'm sneezing. Therefore. Yeah. It's so it's been 
a little bit of an adjustment. And it's like, oh, wait, I I got used to wearing a mask in China where you kind of need one for the nasties in the air. and uh, But everybody looks at me funny here. So for whatever. Sure. Yeah. But now everyone's doing it anyway, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, and they're now they're like, oh, oh, that's a cool mask. Where did you get it? Oh, um, friend's mom made it. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. <laughs> I got it before the this thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, I, I'm really trying to limit the grocery runs, but it's there's there's not much of a choice because um, I can only store a finite amount of stuff in my fridge. I have a yeah. small fridge. Um, it's not a full sized fridge, so. And I need to eat produce because I eat a lot of vegetables on a day-to-day basis. By the by, um, just a reminder to anyone who forgot, because vegans will tell you this, I'm a vegan. So if you're asking me what to do <laughs> with your meat or your cheese or something, I'm not going to know what to tell you. It's an abstract concept for me. Ask Kevin. He'll know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, that's that's the thing. Like, I... I... Obviously, I have I have processed. I, I have been through the full life cycle of my Correct. proteins in some cases, so I, I can certainly deal with it. Yeah, right, exactly. But between the two of us, we'll figure out something. <laughs> so I, I know for a fact that I can always get cucumbers at that one Egyptian store. I know for a fact I can always get um, the uh, the dark leafy greens that I need because um, I have the high cholesterol, and the doctor basically said. You need to up your dark leafy greens every day to like about 50% of your diet needs to be that. So like when you're looking at your dinner plate, half of it should be veggies, you know, broccoli, cauliflower, Mm -hmm. you know, dark leafy greens, whatever. Um, A quarter of it is some kind of protein, beans, tofu, seitan, whatever the fuck you want. Um, And then a quarter of it is carbs. And she's like, white rice is fine, but no more than a quarter of your dinner plate can be that. Everything. So like it's either white rice or pasta or potatoes Mm -hmm. or bread. It's yeah. not all of the above, which is what I was doing. Um, there's um, there's an Indian street food um, where it's uh, if you ever had a masala dosa, they have this uh, oh. stuffing with potatoes. Yes. Um, in Bombay, they make a sandwich out of that, and they spread um, this uh, coriander and mint chutney on the one side, and then they stuff it with those potatoes, and then they put like a hot chili um, sauce on the other side, close the sandwich up, butter it heavily. Oh my god! Fry it on both sides until it's like really, really, really crispy, um, and they serve it that way with like <laughs> a pat of butter on top. <laughs> so it's potatoes on bread with butter. <laughs> oh my god! That's that's. I'm like, I'm still trying to find a couple of things we we had in China. So yeah, right. And and the section of China we were in, you would have never made it because they didn't really do vegetables. No, no exactly. When you're up in the mountains, you get a pass because like. If you can figure it out and you're surviving, do what you got to do. But yeah, that won't catch me there. Um, <laughs> remember, I don't leave my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the other thing is, is like because the white people grocery store is so crowded, they always have a line going out the door down the street. So I'm not about to wait online for an hour for my groceries. That's yeah. first off, it's way too much time outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the CDC is saying, stay inside, stay behind your closed doors, like, don't go outside. I want to minimize that time as much as I humanly can. And so if any of the listeners are, are sort of going through the same thing and you have the option of hitting up the ethnic markets, um, I'm sorry, ethnic people. I'm giving away our secrets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go specifically to the Chinese markets oh, because God, yeah. racism. Um, so nobody's going there. Mm-hmm. Um 
you would think that in a city like mine, where we have such a diverse population, the racism would not be such an issue. Um, just before the shelter-in order went through, um, all the stores were sold out of rice. Um, all the stores were sold out of beans. Yep. All the stores were sold out of toilet paper. Um, again, if you panic bought a bunch of beans and you know what the fuck to do with them, hit a bitch up. I'll tell you. There's so much you can <laughs> do with that. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, – and I know specifically that everybody ran out of rice because we emptied our warehouses in like the space of two days. That's a lot of rice. We, yeah. <laughs> um, and all of it went to California. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, it, either Los Angeles or Oakland, like a hundred percent of everything that we had stored. So all the way from New Jersey to the West coast, a hundred percent of our warehouses, we had to empty and just like get the rice out and send it. Yeah. Like people were paying like four or five thousand dollars to get the rice from Jersey because it's like we don't have no stinking rice. So yeah, yeah, send yeah. Us anything you have. Um, the good thing is is that the FDA is still running, mm-hmm. um, so they're still inspecting containers as they come in. Um, the bad thing is is that India shut down her reports. So there goes half my um, rice that I order. Thailand is still open. They're still functional. Yep. Um, but a lot of their workers are working from home or have been laid off or something along those lines because they're not having like a strict shelter in order, especially if you're, um, uh, what do you call, essential services like mm-hmm. food. Um, but within the next few weeks, we have to keep our fingers crossed that the Thai government doesn't shut down their ports too because there goes another huge Cambodia's already shut down Vietnam's mm-hmm. already shut down um, Laos has already shut down all the surrounding countries for Thailand have already shut down they, they're yeah. not shipping out product anymore because they're like we need it for our own population we can't yeah. be sending it overseas I get it it's cool yeah, yeah. Um, and so the Chinese market had rice and mm-hmm. it wasn't just this one dink you know 50 pound bag in the bottom of the barrel so it was like they had a selection of rice and I'm like, every other store in this neighborhood is sold out. Um, but the Chinese market still has plenty. Um, I was oh, easily yeah. able to find tofu. Um, they didn't have eggs, oddly enough. Not that I'm eating eggs, but right, my yeah. friend was with me. We were shopping together. Um, and uh, they didn't have cow's milk, but they had almond milk that was flavored, but they didn't have any soy milk at the Chinese market. Okay. Damn hippies. If you could have seen the confusion on my face when I walk into a Chinese market and they don't have fucking soy milk, and I'm not even talking about like the fancy brands like Silk or whatever. I'm talking because like they make their own as well. Oh, yeah. uh, Which is really, really good. So I usually buy that stuff because um, it's it's delicious and it's fresh. Like they've just made it like a couple of days ago. All gone. All gone. All gone. All gone. Okay, cool. Um, Sometimes you're going to have to hit up a couple of markets. The Mm -hmm. important thing to do is to have a list. Um, and stick as close to that list as you possibly can. Um, treat it like if you're buying a delivery order for somebody else and, you know, try to substitute where you can, but like by and large, try to stick to that list because a lot of times what happens, like when you're in your panic and you're in your, in your thoughts and your feelings, you forget swabs of your list that were really important for you to pick up. Um, so it might be sensible to just 
First off, inside your house, not outside. Take a deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be taking deep breaths outside. Nope. Um, You know, like center yourself, calm yourself down, get yourself into this headspace of, I know it's going to be a little bit frantic when I get there, um, but I need to keep my goal in mind that I'm going to stick to my list as much as humanly possible. If you've never been to the store before, it might be a little bit challenging to figure out where all the aisles are. Um, And the markers may not be as good as the white people market. I mean, it happens. Uh, But do your best. Um, And I've realized that there are so many grocery stores in my neighborhood that I haven't even just like um, wandered into. And I'm kicking myself now because I should have all these years ago because they're excellent grocery stores. They have excellent selection of stuff. Um, Found like um, random vegan ice cream or something like that in one of the Arab stores. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Apparently the owner's um, wife is lactose intolerant. So he always keeps like a bunch of. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Very products on hand. Um, so like try to stick to your list as much as humanly possible and then understand that you're probably gonna have to make a couple of different stops along the way. Um, what I found works for me is that I know roughly what I'm going to be expecting from each store when I go into there. So I'm not going to try to find, um, you know, say for example, soy milk at the Middle Eastern market. I'm not even going to look for it. I'm just going to go straight to the beans, the spices, uh, maybe some tea, uh, picked up some hibiscus tea today. It was delicious. Uh, it was cucumbers, you know, like some basic, yeah. basic staples that you know you're always going to find at the Middle Eastern market and you just get those things. The next stop, be like, all right, this is the Indian store. I know for a fact that I'm not going to find um, that specific type of um, uh, bean or, or, or vegetable that the Middle Eastern market has, but I've got all the stuff that the Indian market has, so let me go grab those guys right quick. Today's shopping trip took the better part of an hour, which I'm very displeased with because it, I'm usually really, really fast with my grocery shopping. I'm in, out, done. Right, right. If I'm not wandering the aisles of Target looking at pretty things and there's nobody there on a Friday night, which is the case because people usually find more exciting things to do on a Friday night than wander a Target, but Uh. I'm not here nor there. Um, but what happened is that the first store I went into, I found everything, um, that I needed from that store, but they were out of cucumber. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll head up the Egyptian market, Egyptian market. I'm standing well back from the guy who's at the counter because this bitch is standing there having like a full ass conversation with the cashier. And I'm just like, could you not? Like, (laughs) there's people behind you. We all want to get the fuck out of here as fast as possible. Meanwhile, one of the stock guys is like, has his mask pulled down underneath his chin, smoking a cigarette outside. And I'm like, well, everything's getting sanitized before it goes into the house now. (laughs) (laughs) Like... You don't move the mask once it's there. The nope. second you pull it down, you negated any of the benefits that you've had on that mask. Now that mask is garbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, it took me a little bit longer. But, you know, kind of have to be like, all right. One good thing I will say is that people are being um, extremely polite to each other, as I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone's trying to be on their best behavior because they know what a powder keg everybody's sitting on right now. Um, You don't know if that person standing in front of you shopping right now has an ailing relative at home that they can't afford to take to the hospital. And so, you know, they're trying to get their shit together. And that's why they look so bleary eyed and tired. Like, you don't know if that person is actually infected and is trying to, like, just get in and get out as fast as they can so as not to infect other people. Um, So I think everybody's being, like, very careful about not being a dick um, as much as humanly possible. Can we trade some of those people for our local Nazis? (laughs) 
why what happened in North Carolina? Oh God! Well, no, we have we have like literally local in our town white supremacists mad oh. mad that we took down our our Confederate statue group, and they're like, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna go out and protest on Sunday morning because it's Easter, and you can't prevent us our right of of assembly and religious freedom, and we're like. It's a fucking pandemic, dude. And I, so, you know, there's the um all right, have the Nazis shown up at the at the thing to to wave their little losers flags and um Right. Yeah. By the way, if you happen to be a white supremacist or listening to this podcast, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. The um Confederate flag is uh basically a loser flag. Y'all lost. Yeah. Yeah. The South will not rise again. The it's the fine. only country in the world that keeps keeps um uh Things honoring the side that lost all over the fucking place. It doesn't make any fucking sense, does it? I know. It? I know. Drives me insane. Of course. I've seen the Confederate flag up in Wisconsin, so, like, I have no words. I, I was going to say, of course, uh, as far as we can trace back, I do have Union military on on one side or the other of my family. So okay. what I, I like to remind them is we whooped your ass <laughs> once. <clears throat> we'll do it again. That's right. <laughs> And you don't look like some delicate little flower. You look like a beggar <laughs> who can take them down. And then they see pictures of me with my little, you know, my little. Um, uh, no, um, it's been tater tot. Tater tot is a bantam cochin hen, mm. which means she's about this big. She's about a quarter to a third the size oh, of any. Other. And every so often, I can get her to stand on my shoulder, and she wants to preen my beard. And um, yeah. Disney princess, like we said. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. But it's my little tater tot, and and she just she just runs in that way chickens run, only smaller and cuter across the thing. Oh yeah. For those oh, of you um, on on Twitter, by the way, every day I'm posting chicken yeah. pictures, and tater tot does show up. So. So yes, I actually wanted to talk about stuff to calm us down. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. During the, the pandemic, so I've been taking notes, and Kevin was shocked. He was like, "You took notes? Like, what the fuck? Oh my god! Yeah." <laughs> I even emailed them to him ahead of time. I was like, here you go. Yeah, I don't have to go searching for links this time. They're right here. What the fuck, man? (laughs) Uh, So the first one I want to talk about um, are are some YouTube channels. Um, And the reason I want to talk about YouTube channels is because there's this YouTube ease, if you know what I mean. Yep. Where... The thumbnail has this person looking shocked at something completely inconsequential. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hi guys, welcome back to my channel. Uh, Sorry I haven't posted in forever, but uh, I'll tell you about my life right now. And then 15 minutes later, the actual content of the fucking video starts. And I'm just like, shut up and get to the recipe already. I'd like to see what you're making. (laughs) Uh, See, I've been watching, um, uh, for lack of a better term, and I apologize for this, but I've, I've been watching black YouTube reactions to music. Lately, fucking off the chain, aren't they? Especially, like these three I've been watching had never experienced rock or heavy metal. Okay, and so they're like, like the one dude is just sitting there slack jawed, like, <laughs> you know, like, oh my god, one guy in like since in the last six months has gone from I don't know who Tool is to my brother Maynard's on this track. Nice. And so I got to and I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no. And just, a new fan. Cool. Yeah, and he's just like, 
this this is deep, man. I mean, right. I mean, you know, and uh, he was, and I'm looking at it, going, yeah, that's 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 prison sex. You're trying to draw metaphors on a song that's, yeah, no, <laughs> no. Um. So first one, <laughs> who doesn't do this? Um, it's a Chinese channel. Um, his name is Chef Wang, and he lives out in the sticks somewhere. Um, this dude. <laughs> Holy fuck. I could watch this man chop vegetables all day because he has that big ass cleaver, that that big rectangle oh, motherfucker. Yeah. The way he just fucking goes to town on like um you know how the Chinese have their Chinese chives that are like a little bit flatter and uh longer? Oh yeah. Um chop, 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 and he's turned it into powder in the matter of like seconds and like he'll he'll do like carrots when and, and he finally got me over my hatred of cutting carrots because the way he does it. <laughs> He makes diagonal cuts along the length of the carrot mm-hmm. um, so that you end up with, like, oval-sized pieces. Yeah. And then he sticks those guys and makes, like, julienne out of that. Uh. And then he shifts that around and then makes a really, really fine mince out of that. And I was like, oh, I could have been doing it that way all along. Why the fuck am I sitting here and, like, worrying about the weird shape of the shoulders of the carrot when I can just fucking oblique slices and get my life done? Yeah. Um, he's just satisfying to watch and a lot of his videos he has even put um english subtitles on oh nice so you can follow along and a lot of his recipes are very spicy um looks like he's from uh sichuan or some somewhere along there yeah oh my god yes (laughs) so everything he does either involves sichuan peppercorns or chilies fresh or dried or all of the above. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking Indians are crazy, but this dude is like, get a gr- large handful of dried chilies, chop them into pieces, fling it into the oil, add it to the end of the recipe. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys are going to die. Nope. He's just chomping it away. <laughs> like, life is good. They have, um, we were in, uh, we were in Zinning. And mm-hmm. we stopped at this restaurant and it was, we were not in a touristy section. So first off, white people in this restaurant was a fucking novelty. Yeah. Um, but it was, you go up to the thing with your tray, you put everything you want on it and then you go yeah. up and they make a soup out of it. Cool. Which was amazing. Um, and then, but I was like away from the table or maybe I'd gone to the bathroom or something. And when they're like, how hot do you want it? And Ursula said, he wants it hot. Right. And apparently someone else got the mild, like everybody else got mild and they're like, this is kind of hot. And I'm like, this is great. It's the Szechuan numbing (laughs) peppercorn. And yeah, buddy. Um, And the, of course the, the, the wait staff was like American. Oh my God, American. I need a photo with the American. Can we get American money? Did we do that? Oh my God. There's this one hot pot place, um, and I can't remember the name of the town now, but it was the last place we, uh, the last town we were in before we went out with the yak herders. And uh, in Lhasa, no, 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 no. Lhasa was later. Um, okay, uh, yeah, because it it took us like this is the highest airport in China. This place, um, oh, and then and then we went up even higher after mm-hmm. we went over the mountain and back down. We were still above the airport when we were at our. our in the Valley of the Cats. Um, but they had this, there was this hot pot place. It was amazing. Um, mm. Cause it had everything. I'm like, Ooh, squid. And Oh, look, here's, you know, the baby <laughs> octopus and crab and this and that and the other. And, uh, but I couldn't, 
it would take me an extra five minutes because every time I'd get up to get more food, all the waiters would be like, photo, photo, because they want, they want a photo with the, with the dude with the tattoos and the, <laughs> you know, oh, we met a real American biker. Yeah. I raised chickens. <laughs> <laughs> they perched on my shoulder. I was my tall. Likes to groom my bald head. Yeah, I, I'm taller than all of them, so you know there was that. But yeah, no. It, well, you're what? Good six foot? No, I'm only like five ten, five eleven. I'm taller than you. Quite possibly, yeah. I'm six foot. Yeah. And then, well, but what I like about the Chef Wang recipes is that a lot of them are ingredients that you can easily find in your local grocery stores. So again, going back to that thing oh, about yeah. like if you don't know what to do with this weird shit that you've ended up with. Start looking around because chances are somebody else has come across that same thing. And because of the um, lockdown order, um, he has been recently uploading a bunch of videos where he's out um, at his uncle's house. Like they're way out in the country, huge, huge farmland. Like, you know, they grow their own chickens, they grow their own pigs, they grow their own God knows what else. Um, And just like making the local village recipes that are that are you know, native to his, his local mm-hmm. village and showing you like, here's the stuff that we make. Um, definitely worth a checkout. If you want a slightly easier recipe format to follow, because <laughs> when chef Wang talks, he talks at lightning speed, he right. chops at lightning speed and the video just like goes and goes and goes. And so like, before you blink in like the end of a 10 minute video, dudes busted out with like this giganta walk. That's like bigger than, you know, my, my countertop. And he's just like flinging ingredients in there and just like tossing them around. And Oh my gosh. And it's done. And it's done before you can blink. Um, there's another channel called Chinese cooking demystified. And it's that a one you've recommended before. Yeah. White. Um, he posts very high production value. Like their, their, their shots are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually gives recipes for stuff where, again, you can find it locally and he explains why you're doing things that way, which is why I like him. He's, he's pretty thorough. And at the end, his wife gets on camera and tastes the food to make sure that it's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's, You've seen this one, right? Uh, I've I've seen some of that one, and there's also one where it's somebody just filming their Mexican grandmother in Mexico cooking. Yes, Rancho a su cocina. Yeah, and I love it. I can't. I mean, I'm glad it's closed captioned because I can't understand yes. a word of it. But she's just like, like, I, you know, how much do you put in? Oh, about this much. This I'm much. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, she speaks my cooking language. Yeah. <laughs> She speaks grandma, basically. Yeah. 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 How, how much do you put in oh a pinch? All right, how big yeah. is grandma's pinch? <laughs> Crap. Um how much do you have to taste? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crap, I can't ask her. She's been dead for twenty years. Um yeah. Do a seance, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't suggest that to Shepard. She'll have the candles out. She'll, oh. <laughs> she won't let me slaughter any of her goats or sheep, so you know. Only so much I mean, we can do. Yeah. Fine. Um, Alton <laughs> Brown has started posting videos again. Yeah. Um, so they did a reboot of his cooking show, but ever since the shutdown, he's been just filming stuff from his kitchen and posting up videos about it. It's not as detailed as like a Good Eats episode, but you still get his take on things where it's like, you don't need a lot of fancy equipment, don't need a lot of fancy ingredients. Here's the basic, basic, oh, basics yeah. of how this thing. Just go. 
Yeah, and uh, Alton Brown taught me so much on that first, when Good Eats first came out. Um, and his books, if, uh, for those of you who are out there listening, if you haven't read, uh, I'm just here for the food or I'm just here for more food and mm-hmm. cooking. Oh my God. They're amazing. Not just, not just for the recipes, but for some of the techniques, for some of yeah. the, the science behind it, the history. Uh, one of the things I always loved about Alton Brown is he pulls in, here's the origin, here's yeah. the history, here's the chemical reaction that makes it happen. Yes. Uh, right up there with um, salt, fat, acid, heat. Well, like Alton Brown was explaining Maillard reaction like years before anybody else started talking about it. Yeah. Uh, in his early series on Food Network, like not even the later one. And now you hear like a lot of the molecular gastronomy people talking about Maillard and you know how to mm-hmm. take advantage of it, whatever. We knew about this a while ago because Alton told us. <laughs> I, I think the first time I heard the term umami was Alton Brown. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. I used to follow his videos religiously. Um, not so much the recipes because I've always been a more intuitive cook that I don't need someone else's recipes. Right, right. If you've ever seen an Indian giving another Indian person who knows how to cook a recipe, it'll be a list of ingredients, not even amounts. Because the other person knows. So there was this movie, of all things, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I cannot remember the name of it. Uh, who was the, the Indian Pakistani guy on The Daily Show? I haven't watched that show. Uh, like I haven't watched that show since that British host. Oh, okay. No, this is this is like uh, yeah, this was during the John Stewart era, and he's he's a comedian, but he did this movie where he's like the successful businessman loses his job, his father runs a restaurant, and he knows restaurant. I've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bit where where the the cabbie is teaching him to cook and to spice, and he's like, yes. "Well, how much do I?" No, no, he was a chef. That's right. How much do I put in? He it says, "Yeah, you put in, you put in enough." And, yeah. and about feeling the soul, and yeah, no, I, I'm like, oh, I understand how he cooks. Well, because um, the thing about Indian food is that it's not only region specific; it's also caste specific, mm-hmm. and it's also. Um, so you have your regional variations, then you have your religious variations, obviously, mm-hmm. because like the Muslims are going to do it differently from the Christians or are going right. to do it differently from the Hindus. Um, then within the Hindu cooking styles, you have the caste variations. So like the business caste is going to cook differently from how the Brahmins will, because um, uh, a lot of Hinduism does talk about like the dietary requirements for each of the castes and how you should be eating and right, right. on and on and on. So like, whereas if you, look at a non-Brahmin recipe, even if it's vegetarian, you'll notice them using like garlic and uh, lots of onions and um, chilies and, you know, the the fiery spices. Um, With the Brahmins, they'll frequently only go as far as onion. Mm. They don't really fuck with um, garlic at all. Um, and they're, they do put chilies, but they tend to, in South India anyway, they tend to rely more heavily on black pepper than, than, you know, spicy chilies. And so like, it's, it's, and then you have house to house variations. So like the way my mom makes something is going to be different to how her sister makes something and they were raised in the same house. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think uh, a stunning example of that, uh, at least in my experience so far, pickled eggs. Okay. Everybody has a different way of, of 
doing it, and I'm sure you've seen them. There's like the ones in the clear jars, and then there's the purple yep. ones because they've been pickled with beets. And whether you add sugar or whether you add salt or, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, it's all regional, house to house. Or um, for my people, Jello salad. <laughs> the Lutherans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. Oh, are, are you from a lime with shredded cabbage family, or are you from an orange with pineapple and mandarin oranges? Um, you're giving me that look. Lime with shredded cabbage. Y- yeah, like finally. What did the cabbage ever do to you? I don't know. It's what my it's grandmother so made. It's and it's it's shredded down past um, past fine coleslaw. Okay. Where it's where so it's, like it's thin thin shreds or it's like chopped up too. It's like diced almost to powder. Uh huh. That small. And we put this in lime jello. Lime, lime jello, yeah. Sometimes with some carrots. Sometimes with with a canned fruit of some sort. Yeah. Isn't lime jello sweet? Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh. Tell me there's no mayonnaise involved. There's no mayonnaise involved in that. Okay. At least not in not in my sect. I'm guessing that the whole jello salad thing started because of everyone's fascination with aspics. Yeah. And I'm assuming that unflavored gelatin smells like ass. Uh I don't know. I haven't been able to get get a hold of any. Uh but uh, at some point, by the way, folks, spoiler, some point we're going to get out of this mess. We're going to be able to get the supplies and we're going to do a KUEC episode 300, which is nothing but jello things. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> if we're, Why do you hate Ursula so? <laughs> it's, it's no, 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 no. 300 is where we're going to stop doing the big, what crazy shit can we eat? Cause our bodies can't take right. it anymore. So if we're going right. to have that big blowout, 300 is the perfect place to do it. Yeah, blowout sounds like the aftermath, doesn't it? Uh, well, that <laughs> certainly felt the case after a couple of them. Let me tell you. Um, oh, I remember. Like, there would be multiple episodes where I'm I'm reaching the end of that, and I'm like, they're still going at it, and it's past the two hour mark. What's going to happen? And at the end, you're both praying for death. You're just like, this was not a good idea. There, yeah, no, there are a couple where even after like we stop recording, and I'm just like, I'm gonna go upstairs. I'm gonna lay down. I'm gonna <laughs> eat about half a bottle of Tums. And uh, we'll see how I feel. Uh, Drunken Mario Kart, because that's what that's what Liz and I do yeah. after is Drunken Mario Kart. Drunken Mario Kart will have to wait till my stomach settles a little bit. <laughs> um, and sometimes for the for the I can't walk drunk to wear off. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's the other reason. Like physically, we just I just can't. Uh, right, you know. We have to start. We have to record on on Saturdays now, so I can be cr- recovered by Monday for work. Jesus. Sometimes Friday. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh. So the stunt <laughs> eating has to end. Yeah, the stunt. I mean, there will still be stunt eating. We can't help ourselves. <laughs> like I know there is a package of hot tamale flavored peeps. You know the Mike and Ike's hot tamale candies. Yeah, those are the really cinnamon ones. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, Mike and Ike's and Peeps are the same company. Okay. So this year there are hot tamale candy Peeps. Oh. Extremely, right. extremely hot cinnamon Peeps are waiting for us when this all ends. And the inside is all just... It's marshmallow, it's Peep, yeah. Okay. There, I, right. I, 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 are those vegan? Is there any... Oh. 
God, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, because I, I can't even tell if there's like an actual, like, if they aren't just all chemicals. So here's the weird thing. Um, gelatin is one of those things. Gelatin, sorry. Uh, yeah. Marshmallows are one of those things that can be made vegan. And yeah. originally it was um, because it's that um, mallow plant that they would extract the sap from and mm-hmm. juice or whatever the Christ they used. Um, but it's a lot cheaper to use gelatin as that final binding agent to you know bring it all together. Yeah. Um, but Trader Joe's started making a vegan marshmallow. And now all the marshmallows they sell in their store are vegan by default. Nice. Makes it easier for Thanksgiving, let me tell you mm-hmm. that much. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so like the yeah, the Trader Joe's marshmallows are vegan. And I know there's like two other brands out there um, that also make their own vegan marshmallows. So I know it's a possibility. Um, and the Trader Joe's brand, they're not even more expensive than the regular stuff that you get at the regular store. So it's like, fine, fuck it. Throw it in there. See what happens. Um uh, Jello salad, three hundred. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Well, no. There was the the. I mean, I'm I'm actually looking forward to the to to making my favorite, which is the the orange Jello with uh-huh. crushed pineapple and mandarin oranges. So, like an ambrosia salad type of situation. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little whipped cream. No mayonnaise. No mayonnaise, mayonnaise bad. No. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. No, my ex would talk about. Some lime jello situation where I think it was like peas and um, some other bullshit in there. And I'm just like, none of this sounds good together. Oh, and that would be the Midwest branch. Yes. Yeah. A- <laughs> the Midwest branch. <laughs> <laughs> well, like he grew up in um, a small town outside of Chicago. So um, uh, even though he's Catholic, well, he was Catholic anyway. He's recovering Catholic now. Yeah. Um, his family was very close to a lot of the people in that region. And oh, yeah. This shit tends to spread like a disease. <laughs> you have to remember, of course, that Lutheran is Catholic light. Right. So, you know, there there are many commonalities between our peoples. <laughs> uh-huh. Except for that whole Pope thing, you know. It's, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but the guilt is still there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. There. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I love how there's always like. These, these commonalities that stretch throughout religions. <laughs> yes, we don't have the Pope, but you're still going to hate yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, you, yeah no, it's it's fine. Your mother can still make you feel guilt for breathing. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was in labor with you for 27 hours. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Walking barefoot in the snow uphill both ways. Um. <laughs> I was born in January in, in western Pennsylvania. Um not quite that bad, but it is the mountains, and it was snowing, so. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see it, too. Um, so, anyway, about the Indian recipe thing. So, like, yeah, unless you're going from, like, um, no, even then, like, so I work in an office, um, at like, a shared workspace with um, the owner is Indian, her um, next-in-command is Indian, there's a bunch of other Indian people who work in that area, um, as well as my boss is Indian. So when I make stuff for lunch and I bring it in and everyone's smelling that as it's going wafting throughout the office space and they're just like, what is that? That smells really good. Want to try it? Um, I can rattle off the recipe in a couple of minutes because I'm like, so it has mustard seeds, cumin seeds, asafoetida, um, some curry leaves, a little bit of dried chili, um, a bit of turmeric, um, and then this vegetable, this vegetable, coconut milk, ground coconut, um, and then you just cook it. And then they know exactly what I'm talking about from right, that right, point right, on. Right. 
because it's almost insulting if I tell them how much to put in because they know what their family's tastes are. Right. So they know that if I say, um, you know, here's the spices that I put in, they're going to adjust it to what their family's used to. So Mm -hmm. like, although they enjoy my version when they make their own version, it's going to be slightly different. It's going to be delicious still, but like it won't be anywhere close to what mine was. Um, so that's why I like that Chinese cooking demystified channel um, and the Alton Brown channel is because Wang Gang uh, gives you the recipes where it's like first rapid fire. Mm-hmm. He gives you rough amounts, but he's like throwing about like that much salt, that much MSG, just a little bit of this chili, that chili. And he's going so fast that you're not having time to write this down. And he does do an, uh, a recap at the end where he writes it all out and says, step one, do this, 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 this. But it's written in Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, oh, maybe I can take a screenshot of the note. It's in Chinese. This is not going to help me. Okay, I don't know what to do. Um, Whereas with the Chinese cooking demystified, he goes a lot slower. Like Mm -hmm. he's very deliberate with his explanations and Alton Brown's the same way. Um, And so good news about that is that um, there's, secret project that's coming up um, for my work. And so my boss asked me um, to shift my focus from primarily shipping and bookkeeping into recipe development, which I am extremely excited about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How many have they had to hire three people to replace you on shipping and logistics? Yeah. (laughs) That's about right. So obviously we can't do it right now because there's no shipments anywhere because I don't have product because i already sold it all and it's all gone um and the ones that are coming into the u.s there's like two maybe three for this month so it's not even that much so like i can handle that on my own until um this lockdown bullshit's over um but it, uh, recipe development is like one of my favorite things to do i love doing oh, that. Yeah. It's, it's and going back to the job search situation give them your skill set up front because if something comes up later, and especially for these boutique jobs, like we discussed in the, yeah. in the uh, resume one, for these boutique jobs, they're going to have you wearing a variety of hats. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing because that means then that you're not bored of doing the same thing all the time. Um, so if the, if you have a good relationship with your manager and he knows what your interests are, not just what your skill set is, but but those things that like really drive you, the things that, you know, give you happiness. Um, he knows how much I love to cook. He's watched me for <laughs> what? Uh, 2017 was when I started. Motherfucker, It's been three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Nice. So for the past three years, he's watched me bring in something interesting for lunch every day. And so he knows I enjoy cooking. He knows I don't like to make the same thing twice. So he knows that creativity is not an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows how to cook. It's not that he doesn't, but he's still very that old school where it's like you make these recipes in these ways and that's how you do. Whereas for me, he's like, go do <laughs> what that you do because until we do the recipe testing phase, mm-hmm. we're not going to know what works and what doesn't work. Right. So if you want to like go off the deep end and involve some weird ass ingredients and some bizarre recipes or whatever that you've come up with fucking run go with it so the first round we found out what works what doesn't work Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. for this particular um thus and so but i also came up with some really neat recipes that i didn't think i would enjoy um eating 
Um, one of them, um, oddly enough, because I've never, I have some on hand. I just haven't made it in forever because it's a bit of a, yeah. Yeah. Um, is a Thai red rice. Um, oh yeah. Thai black rice. Um, and American wild rice. I realized that a lot of times the reason that I don't like using those rices in conjunction with like a basmati or a jasmine or something else like that mm-hmm. is that the traditional cooking methods end up with them way too sticky. Yeah, and um, and black rice is so good, but yeah. it has to be done just right. And mm-hmm. I am not necessarily the person who can do that right now. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I did have... Um, like, a, oh, I don't know, like two, three pounds or so of, um, of uh, the Thai red rice and the Thai black rice in my house. Um, and I figured out that I can circumvent that weird sticky texture and probably make it healthier because you're washing off more of the starch and yeah, you know, yeah. now you're left with fiber and the protein and the rest of it that's left in there, is to cook it in the pasta method. Oh, um, okay. So if you go to your local um, uh, Asian uh, market, whatever, um the weird rices are still probably going to be in stock. Um, you might have white rice at home and not very much, but if you want to stretch it out, get these weird ass rices and start experimenting with them because it'll not only stretch it out, it'll also make it significantly healthier for you. It's going to give you a much more interesting flavor profile than if you were just plain white rice, you know, plain beans, whatever. Um, so what you do for, for both, black or red rice is that you have to soak it for a half hour, mm-hmm. um, rinse it extremely well until it's it's nice and clean, um, and then cook it like you would cook pasta. So like large amounts of salted boiling water, throw the, the stuff in there, yeah. and then cook it until it's done. Um, I still haven't gotten the timings down exactly, but it does take a long time okay. um, because these are whole grain rices. They're not mm-hmm. the ones with the hulls removed and the bran and all that shit removed. It's still got everything in there. So its nutritional profile is significantly better than white rice. But that also means that it's going to take longer to cook, which it's fine. It's fine. Um, you're not doing anything else anyway. So like, yeah. well, <laughs> and, and I've got the fancy Zojirushi uh, rice maker. Yes. So I don't do it in the rice cooker specifically because it's too sticky. I was going to say on the flip side, this one has specific settings for things Correct. like um, red rice um, yes. yeah. and porridge and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but what I didn't do last time was I didn't wash it and soak it beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, I rinsed it, but then I just threw it in dry. I didn't soak sure. it because I didn't know any better. Well, sure. Yeah. Now, the reason that you soak rice is because um, that slower hydration process helps mm-hmm. the um, final hydration in the boiling water happen a lot more evenly mm-hmm. and a lot more smoothly. Um, it's not necessarily a question of time because you throw enough boiling water at something, it'll get there <laughs> You know, it'll get there. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the consistency of the rice is going to be far superior if you soak it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would strongly recommend that people wash it very well. Mm-hmm. Because I work in rice. <laughs> I know rice. Um, at the factory, they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that the stuff that gets into the bag is clean. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to send it through um, machines with like very heavy-duty magnets on there to make sure that any of the metal particles are pulled out. Um, they're going to send it through like sifters where it's, it's the smaller particles like sift out. Um, they're they're going to do as much as they humanly can to make sure that the final product is clean. They even have like little cameras that will 
hoof out rice that's discolored or fucked I, up or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I am always amazed at that piece of technology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the product isn't going to be contaminated with like um, dirt or, or rocks or mud or whatever. Um, if, if you happen to find those kinds of things in your rice, it's a very rare occurrence because mm-hmm. to meet um, export standards for most countries, you can't have foreign material in there. Right. And especially when you're dealing with an American company, they will send it back um, on your on your dollar. So you want to avoid that. <laughs> so you avoid all the foreign particles. But the thing is, is that, um, so you know those little rice weevils? Yeah. Their eggs are too small to be seen by the naked eye. They're still there. The eggs are still there. That's why if you don't store the rice correctly, it gets infested. Because if you're not buying organic rice, you're just buying conventional rice, it's been fumigated, um, in the packaging mm-hmm. um and then it's been fumigated inside the container where it ships out of mm-hmm. uh, so like everything's fumigated like a few times to make sure that you kill anything it's a scorched earth policy um but the eggs are protected mm-hmm. so they're just fine how many weevil eggs does that mean i've eaten over the course of my life enough <laughs> <laughs> um so that's the reason why um, if, if you watched any of the doomsday preppers, they always tell you like whenever you bring a grain or something else into your house before you put it into your long-term storage, throw it into the freezer for a minimum of three days because mm-hmm. it'll kill off anything that's that managed to make it through. Then you put it in your airtight jars. Then you put it in your vacuum seal bags. Then you do whatever else you want for longer-term storage. But initially, you want to kill off those bug eggs. Right. Um, there's also microparticles of dirt that end up on there. Again, mm-hmm. it's, they're not they're not sitting here and like shaking sand over the top of the machine. Like they want to make sure it's clean and all the rice mills. Um, they don't let you walk in with your outside shoes on just like willy nilly. Like you have to put protecting, um, yeah. little booties over it. Um, you have to wear like a, like a protective, uh, um, like a bodysuit almost like to step into mm-hmm. you. You have to wear your hair net. You can't have a beard. Um, so like they're, they're pretty careful about making sure that it's clean, but microparticles of dirt are microparticles of oh, dirt. Yeah, yeah. They just happen. There's nothing to be done for it. The only way to get rid of it is to rinse it until the water runs clean. Mm-hmm. That's why we rinse it because it's yeah. um, it's not going to harm you. That's the other thing. It's 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 you're probably going to be fine um, yeah. at the end of the day. And the fumigants that they use are gas. So like by the time it hits room temperature, that gas is already vaporized. It's not left behind. It's not, it doesn't leave a residue behind. Um, in fact, that's what they test for before they send it out is like, has the residue left? Yes. Cool. Good. We're good. Send it out. So it's, it's not like you're going to get harmed by any of that stuff. It's just gross. (laughs) (laughs) So wash your rice folks. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, one of the other things I have found, like when I'm doing a sushi rice, uh-huh. um, I will treat that with, uh, you know, rinse and rinse and rinse and rinse until it runs clean because it'll also give you a different texture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that also varies by type of rice. Like I can guarantee you no matter how many times I rinse or whatever, um, some of the Thai rices, they are always going to be sticky. Always. That's yeah. just the that's how yeah. they are. Yeah. But that's a desirable thing for Thai rice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They 
that's why everybody looks for the new crop around um, November, December. Um, usually around Thanksgiving time is when the new crop um, bags start hitting the stores. Um, and if, if you're from like a big Asian family, chances are your grandpa has been calling that store every day. Have they arrived yet? Have they arrived yet? <laughs> fucking new crop um and the day that it comes out i can guarantee you that everyone's going to be hitting up that market and just like buying it so if you manage to find a bag of new crop rice um between december and like march ish mm-hmm. um you got lucky scoop that sucker up and go um and use it as fast as you can because like that's that's the whole point of new crop is that like you want it as fresh off the fields as you possibly can get it. Right. And Thailand, because their shipping is so good um, and they're closer to the Western ports, um, they can get across the ocean, oh, I want to say like um, three weeks or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. quick. And because Thailand export standards are so strict, um, they tend to clear customs and FDA a lot faster than Indian rice. So mm-hmm. like when they say new crop, they're fucking not kidding. Like it was... They picked it off the field. Um, it takes about um, 10 to 15 days to process from field to port. Mm-hmm. Um, and then takes another three weeks to hit the store shelves. So under a month. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just a, It's about a month, maybe a mm-hmm. month and week thereabouts. Um, so when you see that new crop sticker, fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is going to be a little bit stickier. Um, Ironically, if you if you buy uh, Thai rice um, from a Middle Eastern store, they specifically buy old crop. Okay. Yeah, because they don't want that stickiness. They want it to be more separate. Mm-hmm. They love the flavor. They love the smell, but like they don't want it to be sticky. Um, so I have orders on my desk for like, make sure, make sure, make sure it's not new crop. It needs to be at least one year old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rice um right <laughs> you work at the right place for it i mean you know it's <laughs> exactly the other um uh, youtuber i wanted to talk about this one is more of a um throw it on and then just kind of like let the music and the scenery like wash over you type of thing favorite kind? um there's this lady who lives in i believe uh she's in yunnan if i'm not mistaken um and i think she's either uh the Bai ethnic minority or the Dali. I can't remember which mm-hmm. one it was, but it's one of the two. Um, her channel is, channel is called uh, Dianxi. Um, D-I-A-N-X-I. I, I gave you all the links, so Kevin's going to put it in the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, are we, we're about halfway country. through. Yeah. <laughs> He's like in the sticks. Like they, like legit in the sticks. I don't know how she gets internet, to be honest, because like it is middle of nowhere huge swaths of farmland like clearly her family's well off because like she's able to you know um to be honest afford some pretty expensive camera equipment and upload these videos for all us to watch but she takes you from the time that she picks it from the field um or pulls Mm -hmm. it from the pond or you know fishes it or whatever all the way until the time it's a completed dish so secret that i discovered is that um Cell coverage and internet coverage in China mm. is so much better than it is here. Oh, is it? Like, I had signal. We had signal. I mean, it wasn't a great signal, but it was signal at mm. base camp one at the foot of Everest. Whoa. Right? Okay. We had signal. Um, we didn't have signal. We did not have signal um, at the one pass uh, uh 
over 18,000 feet above sea level. Sure, fair but enough. every town, there was at least a smidge of mm-hmm. signal. Um, parts of the, uh, you know, maybe we had to drive an hour from the one from the house to get, like, our phone signal. But, like, mm-hmm. if I, I think if I'd been on the right cell phone carrier, because I don't know. Did you buy a Chinese SIM card or no? I, I bought a Chinese SIM card, but um, I guess it wasn't quite the right carrier because th- some of our host family were taking calls. I couldn't get signal. <laughs> so, uh, you know, whatever. Right. Whatever. Point is, you got signals. So apparently, yeah. they have really good coverage. Yeah, and the other thing is that um, uh, there's a YouTube I wa- YouTuber I watch um, who does tech reviews, uh-huh. and she lives in um, Shenzhen. Okay, but so, Shenzhen's a huge city. It it is, but specifically in the tech, the hacker areas. Um, mm-hmm. But and this was the thing I found when I was over there. Um, good equipment is cheap. Okay. Because they manufacture it. Because they manufacture it, right? Right. Uh, (laughs) And and also, like, I was, Ursula had to physically restrain me from going in and buying a new phone because there's, like, a phone for 300 American that had a better megapixel front facing camera than on my very expensive Pentax. That's depressing. And I'm like, why can't we get this in the States? I found the prices in the States. It's about three times as much. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. So why didn't you buy it in China? Because um, uh, I actually asked our guide about it, and he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, the camera is very, very good. These, this is a line, the Oppo phones designed specifically for photos and videos. Um, but okay. the battery life is crap. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think there – but the same parent company makes about four or five different brands of phones like you okay. do. Okay. Um, and uh, and they're all readily available outside the states. Okay. Uh, Just not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, eventually they'll get over here, uh, but uh, and but then by then they'll be advanced further than. Yeah, I mean that yeah. may be that may be why it's like Motorola going. I can't. We can't let those in. They'll eat our lunch. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, capitalism, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically like her channel because she doesn't just do one recipe. Oh, nice. So she'll take one thing and make like six or seven dishes out of it. Right. Um, because that's what happens when you're on a farm is that you don't get to pick and choose what vegetables ripen when. I'm aware. Today we have 50 pumpkins. We need to use these 50 <laughs> fucking pumpkins. They can only last so long before they go bad. And I can only eat so much steamed pumpkin. You need to do something else with it that's interesting. There's a reason we don't grow zucchini. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you. Let me tell you about fucking <laughs> zucchini. Uh, um, my dad, back in the house in Florida, which finally sold, thank God. Um, he... When we moved into the um, house in in Florida, the sand was the sand. The soil was very sandy because um, yep. Florida like yeah. didn't grow shit. Um, and we bought the house um, after it had been foreclosed on by the bank, um, and it sat on the market for like five, ten years or something like that. Um, and we got the house just after Hurricane Andrew, so like oh you know, yeah, 
Nobody was rushing up to uh, Hollywood, Florida. Everybody was rushing down to Miami to, you know, try to get their housing down there. Nobody was moving that far away because all the jobs were in Miami. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we moved into that house, the the yard was in utter disrepair. There was no grass. There was no nothing. It was all just sand. It was gross. Um, he just he wanted to compost because it's what we do in India. Is that all your kitchen scraps and stuff? You take it out to the backyard and just let it naturally decompose and you know becomes part of the soil cool oh yeah um but he wasn't doing composting as americans understand composting he was doing composting like indians understand composting so all the kitchen scraps would go into a bucket that he would take out back dig a hole shove it all in there cover it come back in done um so he's not doing this like fruity shit with like earthworms or turning poop or whatever else they're all hey now, fancy my my worm <laughs> bins i will have you know are producing a large amount of fertilizer and food for my chickens so well, but the thing is is like the worms are already in the ground they're gonna get to it it'll be fine according to him right, uh, right, 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 right. it took the soil from this like sandy garbage that wasn't growing shit into this like really rich it was black it was like black 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 it was yeah. growing really really good stuff um the one time um, my mom had bought some zucchini and for some reason I got it into my full head to make zucchini boats. So I hollowed out the seeds um, and she had bought it from the farmer's market, not from the regular grocery store, because in Florida, farmer's markets actually means some dude in a pickup truck drives his shit from his farm oh, yeah. and sells it you roll cheap. Because he has zucchini, and he wants to not have zucchini. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's the definitely the farmer's market around here, yeah? Yeah. Um. It's not like in New York or New Jersey where farmer's markets are luxuries, where it's like they market up significantly from what you would pay at the regular grocery store. Right. So right. he's not using um, – he's not selling us the zucchini where the seeds are like – basically useless you know what i mean they're viable seeds apparently it's not montana zucchini or monsanto zucchini right it's it's this bumpkin zucchini that he grew in his redneck ass farm out in the farmland Mm -hmm. with the seeds Uh, he got from his grandfather's grandfather yes i know the kind yeah and and probably his family has lived there for decades and they're not moving so cool fine um and zucchini was always marked down at this farmer's market because it's (laughs) and you can't sell it fast enough so i think we paid like 25 50 cents a pound or some shit so had a bunch of zucchini wanted to make zucchini boats it was um there's a recipe in my book for zucchini boats i believe i could be wrong and i was testing it out um and i hollowed it out to make the zucchini boats and never thought to put the seeds into the filling which oh i do now right i didn't think of that back then because i was a little shit um (laughs) who was wasting good zucchini but we can't waste zucchini because it's zucchini anyway right <laughs> dad did the thing that he did by burying it in the ground and jesus christ did we have zucchini the next <laughs> season. not okay um because if you he had a very laissez-faire attitude towards gardening mm-hmm. he would throw shit in the ground if it grew cool if it didn't well it didn't that's our um, philosophy no that's that's and yeah. you know and if it grows then okay we plant that again and if it didn't grow then we don't plant that again well and so he had like um curry leaf trees all along the inside he had um uh the you know the moringa um powder that everyone's going crazy over yeah yeah yeah. Uh, 
It actually produces a fruit that you eat, um, but you can also stir fry the leaves as a spinach type of thing. Okay. We had like six of those trees in our backyard. Oh, man. Um, because it took, because um, the soil was fucking black. <laughs> and Florida's climate is very similar to that of India. So, mm -hmm. like, of South India specifically. They flourished. They, they fucking went to town and they self propagated themselves all over the fucking place. So they kept, you know, growing more and more. Cool. Zucchini likes to take over all the ground cover. It is not. Oh, yeah. It is not shy. So. My dad wasn't planting anything at this time. He was just like, eh, fuck it, throwing some more kitchen scraps in the ground, do 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 do, just puttering around. Um, and then this this vine just starts growing and just growing, and I I can't see shit underneath it because it's <laughs> taken over the entire. And then the zucchini started coming, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, where is the zucchini? When I went to the store today, mm -hmm. do you know what the fucking nerve they had to charge for zucchini? Like uh... two five a pound what i was like you have got some fucking nerve charging 265 a pound <laughs> for goddamn zucchini what is wrong with you Dude, I... what is wrong with you <laughs> yeah no i mean there there will come a point later this year probably the middle of summer or something where yeah. all the local mailing lists will start sharing the zucchini bread recipes because we don't know what the fuck else to do with it at that point. You know. We... Well, the thing is, it's like, people never think... See, I don't care for zucchini bread because it doesn't use up enough. Right. For my liking. If I have four pounds of zucchini, I'm not making a recipe that calls for a fucking cup of the stuff. I want to use up a good two to three pounds in one fell swoop. So that's getting sauteed until most of that water is gone. And now my four pounds has become like this little tiny box. Like, that's about where we're going. We're not doing this bullshit <laughs> with one fucking cup. Kiss my ass one cup. Uh, um, I get offended by these recipes that are meant to use up an ingredient. And then they don't actually use up the ingredient. Um, that's like saying, uh, you, you, you're like, uh, hey, uh, I have 40 eggs. What should I do? And they're like, make a three-egg omelet. Yeah, no. We're, we're, what we're, about the other 37? <laughs> we're making 18-egg frittatas. <laughs> exactly. Right? And then that's that feeds the household for a meal. Right. right? Um, I got to wonder if, if many, maybe some of these bloggers are, are just like, they don't they don't have to cook for very many people. And, no. and that, that changes your attitude about how much you're cooking. Like, I got to wonder how many people are, are hitting that point now where they're, they've been home and yeah. there's more people than they're used to cooking for. Like, all the kids are home, right. you know, and uh, maybe you've got an older parent or something who's come to stay with you because otherwise they'd have to stay alone and it ain't, you know. Right. Um, your adult kids are back from college and they're staying with you all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're cooking for five right now. Normally, we would cook for three or four. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, that definitely changes how you cook. Um, sure, absolutely. You know, fortunately, Shepard, who speaks cooking as a language of love, doesn't understand <laughs> how to cook for two people. Um, like, made pasta the other night, and I think we had leftovers for two days. Jesus. Oh my yeah. God. It was amazing. It was really good. Oh sure. my God. It was so good. I mean, it was, it was uh, an Alfredo sauce, some peas, um, some bacon because we're not vegan. Um, right. you know, it, it came out much more like a, um, a, a carbonara than, uh -huh. you know, but you know, some onion. I mean, it was, it was a, a 
you know, it had protein, it had uh, vegetables, and it had starch. Right. So it wasn't, right. you know. It was a complete meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, I think two one-pound boxes of, of uh, linguine noodles. Why did she make two pounds? Because that's how much she makes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But, gotcha. you know, I've, I've got the stuff for lunch the next day, sometimes sure. two or three days after. Great. You know, it's going to get eaten. Um, oh, sure. It's not going to go to waste. Yeah. That's not the issue. I, I have an 18-year-old in the house, and if he gets hungry, I make sure I count <laughs> fingers, toes, arms, legs, cats. Um, <laughs> Chickens. <laughs> I, he, he, won't, he won't do the, the more... Um, how do I put this? The more visceral parts of of chickening. He, he's okay. happy to go out and, and feed them the treats. Um, cool. And we'll uh, we'll certainly uh, uh, have them for dinner later. But sure. there's that in between stage of chicken in the yard and chicken in your dinner that he doesn't have anything to do with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you're 18 and you're still growing, like you're eating everything. Everything. Because I've been there. Yeah. You've been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I low-key want to write the next book um, and call it Cooking for Less, as in Cooking for Fewer People. <laughs> <laughs> right. <F and> D. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that may be the other thing, is maybe maybe when you cook normally, you're cooking for like a dinner party or something. You're not right. cooking for just you and your partner. Right. And now it's just you and your partner. It's just you. And, oh, God, I only know how to make large dishes. How do I make smaller dishes? Correct. Right? Or or even if you're used to cooking in large quantities and you think you like cooking because there's – I'm on a lot of cooking forums because that's yeah. who yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah. Um, there's people coming out of the woodwork who are just like, I fucking hate cooking now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this cooking shit. Um, because it's one thing to have a glass of wine, turn on some music, you know, you know, some friends are coming over, you, you know, flip on the grill, you know, you throw a couple of things on there, let it smoke for a while, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You relax, you do your thing, you use it to wind down. But meanwhile, um, breakfast was like a donut and a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. And then lunch was like takeaway at Chipotle. And so the only time you're cooking that day is for that big, long, leisurely dinner that you're making like yep. once a week or so for friends. And then you're now like, I have to come up with all the meals mm -hmm. because I don't want to risk getting infected by the delivery driver, the food workers, the who also don't have insurance, who also can't call out sick from work. So they're coming in sick and, you know, God knows what they're giving us. Oh, yeah. So it's like now now you're cooking all your meals all day, every day. And you're also sitting inside these four walls, which means you're also bored eating. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've eaten your snacks already. <laughs> the stock, this is what happened every year during hurricane season. You would stockpile <laughs> a bunch of snacks, and like uh, pretzels and chips and uh, crackers mm -hmm. and nuts and God knows what else. Um, two hours before the hurricane hits, it's all finished. <laughs> <laughs> And now you're praying that Publix will be open tomorrow, so that after the hurricane passes, you can replenish your shit. Uh, that's that's why uh, uh, there's the other tradition, which is, I guess, the New Orleans tradition, which is where you sit around waiting for the hurricane, drinking hurricanes. Yeah. <laughs> so that that way you're too drunk to eat. Uh, but uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's Florida too. That's but that's why all the chips are gone, is because. Yeah. 
you don't trust yourself right now with the deep fryer. So you're like, fuck it. I'm going to eat this bag of Lay's by myself. Maybe, maybe that's why there's the whole French toast thing around hurricanes or snowstorms. It's like, we know we're going to get tanked and we need something to absorb all those poisons the next day. (laughs) And French toast waffles, they're good hangover foods. Yeah. 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 And they're fairly straightforward to put together. It's not. Oh yeah. Yeah complex or complicated um yeah no florida um i would get to uh my friend liza's house and uh, we would all like kind of descend on her house because it's like she had the good booze so (laughs) 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 any of it there you go so everybody had their role Mm -hmm. um so there were a couple of big burly guys whose job was to like remove the branches once they inevitably fell over oh yeah uh there was uh, the one guy who drives really well and all the time, so it's his job to go to the store and pick up supplies that you invariably forgot to pick up the last 17 times you went to fucking Publix. I'm not even kidding. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> There's the sober one who makes sure that the asshole who got drunk who was supposed to go pick up everything can still go. Um, <laughs> so, like, and not that the sober person's driving, they're following in their own car. Cause this just, is, just in case, yeah, just in case. This is Florida logic. Um, yeah. your drunk ass is driving and i'm not in the car with you i'm behind you in my own car because if you crash into into the lake i'll be fine (laughs) someone's got to pull your dumb ass out that's right exactly someone has to call triple a like come on now um and my job was always cooking and i always loved that job because my job is done oh hours before the hurricanes even showed up So after that, my job is to sit there and look pretty. (laughs) Cool. You're not asking me to do any heavy lifting? We're into that. Let's let's do that thing you said. Um, And I would cook these elaborate, because back then I was vegetarian, so I didn't really mind cooking meat. Um, Would make these elaborate breakfasts of like home fries and um, omelets and um, bacon and uh, sausage and gravy and biscuits and like just go. Just like fucking go in Um, because everyone is incredibly hungover the night uh, from the from the night before because we all got roasted um, to say nothing of, you know, recreational and whatever else happened. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So everyone's blitzed. Um, I can hold my liquor, so I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I've already made dinner last night and um, if you've ever seen a drunken crowd of people demolish like three pounds of angel hair pasta with, um, you know, the pasta aglio olio. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do it with, um, uh, lots and lots of, it would be for per pound of pasta. We would do about a head of garlic, oh. um, and some red chili flakes and like a couple of herbs, you know, just to spice it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and just fucking go to town and like, when you're when you're blitzed out of your mind and you're watching the news report and they're like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming in another four hours. Okay, it's slowed down, it's coming in another eight hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now it made this weird turn, so we're not quite sure if it's gonna hit you, but it's coming. So like this is this was every hurricane season. Like you're watching the fucking news report, and and you you I'm sure you've been through hurricanes at some point. Uh the you know, they used to come up the coast and hit yep. Wilmington, that little hook on the yep. corner of North Carolina there, and then they'd just sit there for a day. Yeah. 
right? And that's been out of the Atlantic. Yeah, and then Ursula's, uh, and this last year we got, we had one coming in, and Ursula's like, it's it's like a slow motion thing, and I'm like, yeah, you yeah. know, she's like, I just want the waiting to be over and for it to get here, and I'm like, yeah, eh, just you know, patience, it'll be here. That's why I like hurricanes versus like tornadoes. Hurricanes, yeah. you got three days to prepare. You know it's coming. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and in Florida, they're they're everybody's pretty well versed like oh yeah you already have the flashlights you already have the batteries you already mm-hmm. have the fucking candles you already have the like um tub where you put extra water so that you can flush the toilet if you need to like probably you have a pool in your backyard so like if you need to flush you just grab a bucket from that fucker and you know go to town um and so we'd be sitting there getting increasingly blitzed and um and now it's like about midnight one o'clock and nobody's drunk enough to go to sleep yet, but you're hungry drunk. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're real hungry drunk. And so stuff like that garlic and oil pasta, um, and, uh, uh, French fries. And, um, cause I'm not making healthy food for a hurricane party. Fuck no. that noise. Mm-mm, fuck that. No, no, no. Yeah. We're making like, um, nachos, you know, with the, with the cheese on top and all the mm-hmm. different toppings and you shove it in the oven to get real hot. And then you, you know, dip it in all the things, um, making fresh guacamole because of course I am, because that's what you fucking do is you don't buy it from the jar. You make your own. Oh, I love fresh fucking guacamole like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, every avocado, it's a Haas avocado. You want to get the large ones, not the small ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to use a quarter of a red onion, um, two cloves of garlic, um, lime juice, not lemon juice and a bit of lime zest, um, and more salt than you think you need. And if you're like me, Chilies. <laughs> Chilies. Yeah, no. Uh, there's a restaurant here that will that brings the whole thing with the fancy ass um uh-huh. with the with the, the stone bowl and everything and makes yep. it right there at your table for you. And it's like oh, yeah. yeah, no. When you're making it for like, you know, ten people, you're using a potato masher at this point. Mm-hmm. You just want to get it moving. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm here churning out food left and right, and nobody's eating anything right now because it's still like ten. Um but by the time that midnight hits and, and Brian Norcross is on the fucking TV saying, yeah, it's going to be a little longer than we thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, come on, come on. <laughs> um, and so you're like, okay, okay, okay. We have enough time to make it to that 24 hour drive through liquor store, drive through liquor store. I'm not even kidding. I, I, I wish I, I was making. I, I'm uh, aware we, we, Who's sober enough. Yeah. And so that asshole who was supposed to drive, who's now drunk, is being followed by the sober <laughs> one. I, I, I could not make this up. Um, going to the drive through liquor store, buying a few more bottles of rum, vodka, God knows what else, and then bringing it back. And then we're like, oh, good, good. Enough booze. Cool. Cool. We're cool. Um, now you're starved. And so mm-hmm. it's like a bunch of vultures, like, descending on their prey, just like, rah, rah, rah. The first time I made that garlic oil pasta at uh, my friend's house, um, her mom was out doing errands and it was just me and her and I think her brother at home. No, I think even her brother was out. Um, And then like one of her roommates or her dad or someone was puttering around somewhere. Um, And her mom was actually doing a a grocery run. Actually, yes, because the fridge was empty. There was nothing there. Um, (laughs) And so I was like, well, I'm getting hungry because now it's like drunk, hungry o'clock. Um, yeah, I gotta eat something. And she's like, uh, "We can order from Pizza Hut or something." And I was like, "Or I can cook." And she's like, 
cool, cool, cool. Let's do that thing. (laughs) This point she hadn't tasted my cooking yet. So like this was a first time, like this was years and years ago. Um, Went to the pantry, plenty of pasta. They're Italian. So, oh yeah. 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 Um, uh, (laughs) Plenty of garlic, lots and lots of garlic. (laughs) Cool. We're good. Um, Plenty of dried herbs, uh, chili flakes, but fine. All, all good. All good. Uh, We opened the fridge. There's fucking nothing in there. I think there was like a stick of butter, um, some uh, the shake cheese, and um, uh, you know which one, the green can one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a can in my fridge right now. And like some milk or something like that and some coffee creamer. And I think, no, it was half and half, not coffee creamer. Anyway, I'm not about to – I'm hungry. Like Mm -hmm. I want to eat yesterday. Um, And we came up with garlic and pasta. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. I can make this taste good. Um, And I only made a pound because I thought it was just going to be for me. And then maybe Liza wanted to taste some, you know, whatever. Cool. I made the pound. Um, We both took our portions and went back to watching TV and drinking and um, didn't hear her mom come in. Um, (laughs) We went back for seconds. (laughs) The pot was scraped clean. (laughs) There was nary a crumb of garlic left. It was all gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so ever since then, every time I'd come over, that has been like, you can make anything else you want. But can you make that garlic pasta, please? <laughs> we need more of that. <sighs> and I've given them the recipe. They've watched me make it 10,000 times, but apparently it never comes out the same. Well, that's That's how it works with any cooking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, I literally like sat there and measured out this shit in front of them. Just like, you can do this. This is not mm-hmm. hard. Do you know, I fucked it up again. <sighs> All right. I'll make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a, there's a, a pasta dish. I never quite got the hang of. And mm-hmm. I, now I know what I did wrong. Now I did. Okay. But of course the, the principal ingredient is the hard one to get a hold of. And that's mizithra. Sheep's what milk cheese. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and it was it was just that. It's like, you know, uh, garlic, um, pasta, and then at the very end, like oil, you know, some herbs. Uh, and at the very end, you grate mazithra right into it while okay. it's still hot. And Is it a hard cheese or a soft one? It's a, it's a hard cheese. Okay, so it's not going to fully melt. Right. But it'll get a softer texture, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's not. It's it's not quite. I, I want to say it's a little harder than Parmesan. Okay. So, like Parmesan, I, I can melt Parmesan. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it might take a little extra, but I can melt it. Um, sure. This slightly higher, and and it's got that. It's sheep's milk cheese, so it's got this amazing rich flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, given the it's opportunity, probably. I would just slice it and eat it straight. Um, sure. But um, but not at the prices they charge for this particular cheese, I mean. I'm sure it's not cheap. No, no. What was that, dear? You couldn't slice that. It would crumble. You need a saw to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, need, need a saw. Yeah, no, it's one of those that they, they get out the special thing and they, they bring out the piano wire to slice it. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. But it's expensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was only one shop. Oh, my God. The pl- the only place I knew where to get it around here is closed now. Um, oh. Now I'm going to have to. What's that? 
Is it a specialty shop or something? It was called a Southern Season, and they were they they had specialty yeah, you things. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their their only physical location is now closed. Um, uh, they still do mail order things like that. Uh, but I have heard rumor of a of an actual honest to god cheesemonger in Durham, and now I'm going to have to find them and slip out to Durham. Yeah, I mean it's a it's an hour instead of thirty minutes, so whatever. It, it's a trip. You'll, yeah, it's a trip. You'll get a few things and, and just yeah. sort it all out at the same time. Um, I've been watching a lot of this guy. Um, uh, his name is Gino something or other. He's on some British TV show. Um, <laughs> Italian guy, of course. Yeah. And um, it's like one of those like um, morning talk show-y, you okay. know, like Regis and Kathy Lee type of shits where, you know, the, the hosts have a you know, a cup of coffee or some tea or something like that. And they're, they're chatting to each other. And then, you know, like they always have that like food segment Oh yeah. Uh, with our not resident chef, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. where the yeah, celebrity yeah. Chef comes in and does the thing he had made, he had made some kind of macaroni and cheese situation. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like the, how you say situation. <laughs> that tells well, me a I, lot right there. <laughs> they never, they never um, showed the actual, recipe because they were just showing this one funny part where the, the the lady host was like so if you added some ham to that um that could be like a british carbonara and if you watched his face <laughs> go from like this genial like friendly like you know italian dude who's just chilled and cooking it just he, he stone face just dead ass stone face and he was like if my grandmother had wheels she would be a bicycle <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not a fucking carbon. No, it's nothing to do with macaroni and cheese. What the hell are you talking about? No. Oh, God. Him and there's this other channel. Have you heard of the one where um, you have the Italian chefs who are reacting to the um, most popular recipe of X, Y, or Z? No. Oh, that sounds brilliant. You know how Italians have opinions? Yes. On everything, not just, but on food, they have opinions. Like, they have thoughts and they will let you know in no uncertain terms what those thoughts are. And you know how YouTube has this tendency where there's either American Italians or like, to be honest, people from Jersey who haven't seen, you know, yeah. Italy in four, five, six generations. I know the kind, yeah, yeah. Or on the Mayflower or some shit, whatever, fine. Um, and they're trying to like recreate these traditional Italian recipes and they'll call it... <laughs> If you didn't call it the name of that dish, nobody would give a fuck. They'd be like, cool, this is your pasta dish, cool. Right on, um, yeah. This chick made um, pasta aglio e olio, and she put in, like, a cup of pine nuts. <laughs> oh. Did, did, she, huh. did she at least, like, grind them up first, or she just no, put it... Just, oh. in the, so Toasted or raw? So not only... Uh, uh, oh, they're toasted in the oil, of course. Okay, okay. Just, um, so not only are these Italians, they're Italian chefs, and not only are they Italian chefs, they're Italian chefs from Michelin-starred restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Who are <clears throat> reacting to YouTubified um, traditional Italian recipes. And you could see the just like the disappointment from like, because she started off fine. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know. 
some olive oil, uh, you want some good olive oil, you need some pasta, you need some garlic, uh, maybe some flat leaf parsley. And they were like, good, good, we're, we're, we're cool, we're cool. And then she just kept going, <laughs> going and adding ingredients. And they're getting increasingly horrified. And so by midway through the thing where she heaves in this giant ass thing of pine nuts, they all just like, what the... By now, this thing costs more than if you shave truffles on the fucking thing because you need <laughs> in a cup of pine nuts. What is wrong with you? Just seeing them lose their absolute ever-loving shit over people bastardizing their recipes is... Uh, it's, 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 um, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see because once that video is uploaded, they then up- upload a follow-up video where they make the traditional version. Oh, that's... Hey, no, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like... Let me show you how you properly make this dish because um, these fuckers are not doing it right. Um, so that's why I like this uh, Gino guy is because like he's just like dead ass. Just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I believe the Italian chef's reacting channel is mm-hmm. called uh, Molto Squisita. Okay. Um, I can spell that for you if need be. I'm I'm still getting over the Italian mayor's announcements about the shutdowns. What did he say? Oh my god. No, they they did this supercut on YouTube mm-hmm. of the Italian mayors as and one of them's just screaming screaming at them uh this was this is like recent and, and okay. this one guy he's like screaming I see you going into the fucking mobile hairstylist. <laughs> I mean, it's the Italian word for fuck, but it's still yeah. um and who is going to see your hair? It it will be a closed fucking casket. I'm just like, holy shit. One of, them's, one of them's on the beach going, you, you're going to fucking jail if you don't go home right now. I'm like, oh, geez. I mean, they're just like, I mean. Well, their death count was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I got that. But I'm like, the FCC wouldn't even let that on the air here. Oh my God. (laughs) But if you shoot someone and their intestines are lying in a pile on the floor, that's cool. Yeah. Apparently just can't say the F word. Yes. Or, or, or apparently show a a nipple or a nipple. (laughs) Buttocks are okay. Right. But, um, but nipples, man. Die. If we see a tape. Right. This is stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Um, it, it, that that channel also has um, the sh- and they're all subtitled. So oh good like oh that. thank God yes. Because <laughs> um, I was going through my YouTube list and just like picking out stuff that would be maybe interesting for your. Um, um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say readers, but that sounds stu- your listeners. Our listeners, go. yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'm going through a lot of the recipes that I watch, and I'm like, oh shit, they're not gonna understand it. It's in Tamil, and there's no subtitles. Um, <laughs> Well, that's no use for you. And an um, auto subtitle is only so good on some of these. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll they'll flash the name of the ingredient in English. That's about as much as you're going to get. That's <laughs> that's it. Um, and then I'm like, oh well, well no, these aren't in Tamil. These should be. Oh wait, shit, no, that's in Malayalam. They don't understand that either. No, we don't. No. <laughs> and I barely understand the language, and it's our neighboring <laughs> fucking state. Um, but I can pick up enough, and because I know Indian. Fl- you know, food in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can follow what she's doing. Cause I know what those ingredients are that she's using and you know, I'll follow along. It's cool. Um, but, uh, 
that's the, <laughs> I keep running into this problem. Or like, or the the Demi Rancho um, Azucasina, the mm-hmm. that lady um, is speaking Mexican Spanish, and some of the a lot of the videos are subtitled, but I don't need the subtitles because I understand enough Spanish that I'm I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I find interesting about the Mexican recipes and the traditional Chinese recipes and the mm-hmm. traditional Italian recipes is that there's this. Um, very stripped down version of what we get in the U.S. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so that that chef Gino guy mm-hmm. was uh, explaining. Um, you never want to put garlic and onions into a dish because the two of them clash with each other. Um, it's either onion or garlic. Right, um, right. Don't combine the two. Now, because in Italian cooking, I, I believe the concept is that you, you sort of like. Um, you want each of those ingredients to stand out, right? Right, 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 and, and speak their piece. Um, looks like it's very similar with the Chinese food shows that I've been watching there as well, where it's like, here's a few base ingredients that you're probably going to be putting in most things, almost everything, uh, yeah, almost everything. But there isn't a ton of like, um, bread this in some kind of batter, deep fry it, toss it in this you know super sweet sticky ass sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, then add some steamed broccoli to the side to make you think it's healthy. Like there, there's none of that fuckery. <clears throat> if you're going to use oil, you're going to use obscene amounts of oil and it's yeah. going to be an oil dish. Um, but there's another dish where he did. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen this Chinese market. Um, I think they call it Chinese celery where it just like, looks like the stalk of a broccoli or something like oh, that. You know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. So uh, this was one of the um, Chef Wang's recipes where he made like a julienne out of it. And um, it's meant to be like this cold, refreshing dish. Mm-hmm. Um, and very few ingredients, like just a little bit of seasoning and uh, toss it together, put it together. No oil. And he specifically says, don't add any oil to this because this is meant to be refreshing. This is meant to be yeah. like uh, like a nice accompaniment, like a nice side dish to everything else that you're eating. Um, and one of the commenters was asking well why don't you just put some sesame oil in there i'm sure it'll taste good he missed the point completely have you missed the last oh four recipes where there's like a layer of oil puddling (laughs) on top of this dish when he serves it yeah yeah if you add oil to this dish your entire dish is your entire meal is going to be oily and like heavy and you're going to feel like uh not so great um yeah you, you need that little bit yeah yeah with no fat, with no, just like a little bit of acid, a little bit of um, salt, you know, just mm-hmm. to like refresh the taste bud between this like heavy, rich, oily thing. Um, and I noticed that uh, the Indians do it a lot, um, mm-hmm. where if you serve like a side salad with your with your thali, um, there won't be any oil in there. It'll be, um, you know, just some chopped vegetables, some acid, uh, a little yep. bit of salt, some cilantro, some chilies, whatever. But it's meant to be without oil because everything else has oil. <laughs> We made a stop in the middle of we. This was when we were. Um, I think it was like our our last day or next to last day before we went to Saga, um, mm-hmm. and we spent like two days in Saga. Uh, but we stopped at this little, uh, just this side of the road restaurant, and we go in, and on the side of the wall are all sort of like you know the Chinese dishes, and and you know Americans can point and get something they're familiar with. I'm looking around, and everybody else in the restaurant except the white people, um, has just this big bowl of noodles with uh, tomatoes and scrambled eggs in it. That's it. And I'm like, I want that. 
And, yeah. I, and my guide is like, what? And I'm like, I want that. You know, I can yeah. have this other stuff anywhere. Right. But right. I, I want that. It's, and right. the, the flavor balance in it was so good. Yeah. And, and just like, you know, it's fresh right there. Tomato noodles, broth. Um, Ernie uh, thinks he's dying because it's time for dinner. Um <laughs> That's uh, why he's baying. That's yeah. That's he's standing outside my office door because uh, the doors are closed and just like losing his mind because oh my god, I'm going to starve to death because I've never fed this dog a day in his life. And, would, would Ursula not feed him right now? Um, Ursula's probably upstairs with Animal Crossing. <clears throat> she she I, I expect a text any moment from her to say make Ernie stop. Um, <laughs> Shepherd Shepherd might um, if she's downstairs. Uh, or she may be out back having a cigarette and not noticing. Um, so why don't we take a quick break and I will go feed Ernie so that he stops thinking he's dying of starvation. All right. Yeah. So I'll just put it on mute. I don't want to hang up because this was a challenge. I, I dig it. I dig it. reminder again this is a two-part episode part two will be next week i'm taking a break and letting ursula have a break from recording as it were uh for this time period so i honestly hope you enjoy it um the badge code for both episodes is summer break and you can find out more about badge codes and badges on the productivity alchemy website you can also see links to how to support the podcast but in lieu of monetary donations we don't need money we're good uh if we're not good you're going to hear about it a lot of places uh but local food banks are getting hit especially hard Uh, a lot of food assistance programs are getting stretched really hard with everything that's going on here in the states so i know that feeding people is really important to Dino. It's really important to me. And so anything you would maybe throw me on Kofi or put into maybe a little extra on Patreon, I want you to give that to your local food bank, your local food assistants, uh, something like that, because they needed a hell of a lot more than I do. And there's that. So I'm going to go get back to my break. Uh, I want you folks to try to take some time off yourselves, because when you come back, Believe it or not, you'll feel a lot better and you will be able to be more productive.